0: Never fear, you're totally in the right place. These episodes were just way too good to remove from our archive, so I hope you enjoy, and thanks again for tuning in. Welcome back to the Six Figure Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Dallas Travers, and today I get to hop back into the client seat, which always makes me a little nervous, but we're going for it here. So I've invited Jenny Cornbleet and Mark Futterman from Boldly Original to coach me through a kind of complicated and, if I'm being honest, a pretty toxic relationship I seem to have with Time, Yes, the clock on the wall. So I love sharing these episodes with you because one goal I have with the show is to practice authenticity and transparency. So yes, we do go kind of deep in the episode today. And yes, I might even cry a little bit. So I hope you get as much value as I did from this session with Jenny and Mark. And with that, I want to share a little bit about them, okay, to give you some context. So Jenny Kornbleet and Mark Futterman, what they do is help you uncover your deepest inner Purpose so you can start doing what matters most to you. They believe that most of us look for meaning in the wrong place, asking, "What can I do that would bring me purpose?" That's an outside-in way to search for meaning, and it often leads to spending your whole life looking for something to give you lasting purpose, but never quite finding it. So Jenny and Mark approach purpose from the inside out, helping you turn your work and your life into an authentic expression of who you are and what you're most passionate about. This is why I love them so much. So. They've created a very unique way to uncover the deepest meaning that's already inside of you wanting to be expressed. They call this inner meeting your boldly original proposition or a bop. And it's really the thing your life has perfectly prepared you to teach, to heal, or to express in the world. So whether you have a business or a creative calling or a cause of some sort, Jenny and Mark can help you break through any self-doubt or that feeling stuckness, right, so that you can move into a lot more meaning and fulfillment. So, they live in Chicago, and when they're not helping people find their bop, they enjoy searching for the best coffee or maybe the most adorable dog in their neighborhood. So, I want to let you know that they have a free class coming up. It's this week, it's called Your Hidden Purpose, and really, it's all about the three big myths that keep you from doing what matters most in your life and really that keep you from doing what you're meant to do. So, just go to yourhiddenpurpose.com to sign up for this class. I know you're you're going to want to after this episode because the work that they do is extraordinary. So with that, here is our episode. Welcome to the Six Figure Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Dallas Travers, and this is the show to listen to if you're a coach and you want the freedom, the confidence, and the impact that comes with a six-figure business. Each week, we'll discuss tangible strategies, simple systems, plus the juicy inner work to help you make more money and help more people. So thank you for being here. Let's dive in. Hi, Jenny and Mark. I'm really excited and super nervous about recording with you today, so thanks for, oh, thanks for saying yes.
1: Hi, Dallas. Thank you so much. We're excited and nervous as well and just really thrilled to be here with you.
0: Yes, we love you and we are so excited to be here. Yes. Oh, I'm so glad. So let's give everybody a little bit of context about why we're all so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> so I want everyone listening to know a little backstory here. So I've been uh, working with Jenny and Mark for a while now, and they are so good at creating these moments of clarity for purpose-driven people who have lost touch or lost sight of purpose or even made it too precious, right? You guys are so good at that. And one of our core company values is this word that I call spark. And I was telling you both earlier, it has to be in all caps with an exclamation point, right? It's very clear that is the word. But here's what I mean when I say spark. My daughter Farina learned to, to ride a bike this year, and this was a very big deal. She actually taught herself, which was really cool. And a day of being scared right, to take the training wheels off. Then the training wheels came off, and she was just kind of terrified. And then she pedaled once, she pedaled twice, she pedaled three times, and off she went. That kid, her entire self-worth, right, and the way she saw herself transformed in that moment, because I'm going to cry, but because this rite of passage. And this thing she thought she would never be able to do, she did with ease. That moment is what I call spark. It's that thing that happens naturally when we finish a big project or we take a big risk or we accomplish this big goal. And immediately the way we see ourselves changes. And you two have a way of bringing, of making sparks, something that doesn't just have to be a happy coincidence or accidental, you help people have that spark experience often. So I am just so grateful to know you and want you to hear um, how incredible I think you are because it's miraculous that change that can happen when people, when the way I see myself shifts. So you were guest speakers at our last Six Figure Coach Club Retreat. And you took everyone through a process, your BOP process, B-O-P for everyone listening, which is really about, I'll let you explain it, but I volunteered. And that, and I'm like, I've read the books and I've done the, the, (laughs) the personal development and I'm a coach and I love coaching and I've been there. And yet the simple process you took me through clarified in a whole new way uh, a new sense of purpose in my business, and it was so liberating for me. So I think before we dive in, and I get to be your client today, let's create a little bit of context for everyone listening. Explain the BOP, and maybe we can talk a little bit about my experience of bopping with you. Mm-hmm. And then I'm grateful because we get to take that conversation even further today. Does that sound good? That sounds great. That's great. Yeah. Okay. Great. So, what the heck is a BOP, and how do I get one?
1: <laughs> well, well, thank you. First of all, I'm just uh, as you were speaking about what it meant for you, it just it was moving to me. So, thank you so much. And um, yeah, so well, BOP stands for boldly original proposition, mm-hmm. and um, it's it's what it is is it's the thing that your life has perfectly prepared you to help teach, heal, or express in the world, and The way that we discovered it was um, we know so many people who go around and we were two of these people like, what can I do that will give me purpose? You know, what will give me a sense of purpose? What am I supposed to do? And so what ends up happening to most people and it happened to us is maybe you'll try something for a little while and then it'll like lose its its spark for you to use that word. You know? Or maybe you'll have this great idea, and you'll you'll never quite act on it because you have too many fears or or doubt self doubt you know mm-hmm. um, and so what we discovered by you know a lot of work on ourselves and with each other and then many many other people was that there's a way to really kind of delve in and do some like deep inquiry work and yeah. get to the messages that your life has been giving you. And, and all of us, just by virtue of what we've kind of gone through and grown through, have these things we feel really passionate about. And half the time, we're either not fully aware of them mm-hmm. or uh, we're like half aware of them, but we haven't articulated them. And I think like, oh, that's just my thing. And maybe it's something I keep relegated to this little part of my life, but we don't yeah. know how to use it to like infuse our life and our work with meaning. And so that's what the bop is.
0: Yeah. And it's just delivered in this way. I felt like for me, the heavens opened up, right? And a choir started singing. (laughs) It was just so clear. And these aspects of my life that I felt were burdensome in some way, Mm -hmm. right? Or these like dark secrets suddenly became the, the greatest gifts, Yes. Well, that's a huge
2: part of the BOP is how closely it's linked to our wounds. The -hmm. very things that we may be trying to hide or protect ourselves from are actually the greatest gifts. It's like those two sides of a coin. And when you can see that, there's this kind of freedom that happens. Like it feels emotional. It feels freeing to say that, this is from my life. It's everything I've gone through and, and grown through. It's, it's not for nothing. It might've been painful. I, I don't want to do it again, but it's given me this richness of something I feel so passionate about now and maybe want to be different in the world now or want to help other people with now that I can really move into. And it's almost like a reconciliation and a healing of, of your past as you're able to bring it into the future and move forward.
1: Yeah, it 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 really sort of when people discover their BOP, like you said, and usually it's a really emotional experience for people. Like they'll feel like maybe they'll have tears of joy, or they'll be like, "Yes," you know, (laughs) they (laughs) want to jump up and down, you know. And um, it's kind of it's really closely related to like the archetype. You know, Carl Jung talked about the wounded healer, and he was Mm -hmm. of course talking about therapists. But we would say that everyone is here to be a wounded healer. We all have wounds, and those wounds give us. Actually, something we're kind of a genius around that we're really passionate about yeah. and and that we're here to heal that. And when you tap into that, your life starts to make so much sense, like Jenny said, and you realize those things you've been carrying around as these heavy burdens, suddenly they actually liberate you and they give you something, some strength and some yeah. oomph. And it just changes everything.
0: Yeah. It's so yeah, that's so my BOP, I really believe that the world would be a happier place if we all felt safe enough to ask for what we wanted, knowing we would get it. And, and that's just so profound for me. And what I loved about that experience with you was it made me realize, Oh, I'm not a money hungry bitch who just likes selling to people. <laughs> <laughs> I love selling because that like as a coach, when we are able to sell, we're giving people permission to ask for and receive help, mm-hmm. so it just gave me permission to really love selling, right? right? Because which was this thing I was always passionate about, and maybe had a little thread of shame around
1: mm-hmm.
0: because it's like, oh, that's so greedy or that's manipulative in some way, and then it all just made sense. So it was wonderful. Thank you for my Bob. I love oh, you.
1: <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. And you know when you when you when you found your Bob, it was amazing because it was, and it often is when you find somebody's bop, But it, it was like seeing a healing before yeah. our eyes, right? Because you know we know you and work with you and we thought you're amazing at marketing. That's great. But you had these like kind of hidden feelings around it, or maybe that maybe they weren't hidden to you, but we didn't know, you know, and to see you suddenly have this like look of recognition of, Mm -hmm. Oh, here's why I love this. And it's actually a humanitarian reason. It's a healing reason. And that's, what's so amazing. Most of the things that we feel strongly about, or even the things we enjoy and maybe we're not sure why or even have some guilt around, there's this really like great reason underneath that we yeah. can tap into and yeah. it, it infuses our life with so much purpose and such a good feeling.
0: Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. mm-hmm. oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. So no, everyone listening, do not fear. Um, I have invited Mark and Jenny to coach me on this episode and I will link in the show notes uh, a link where you can find out more about the BOP. I know you guys have an upcoming class, right? Where people can can learn more about that process. So don't worry, you can get bopped too. We will cross that bridge a little bit later in the episode. Okay, so now I'm super nervous because it would be easy to talk about the bop work, but now we're going to take it further. And I feel like I'm about to get really vulnerable and I don't even know what we're going to coach around. So (laughs) there you have it. Um, For everyone listening, when I invite guests to come in and coach me, we don't prepare ahead of time. I give them, I ask them, what are three things you're excited to talk about? And then we pick one of those things. But this show is all about showing up authentically and giving people the real life experience about what it's like to run a six-figure business. So I have no idea where we're going today. Um, so I guess buckle up, question mark? <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're buckling up. <laughs> all right, so... Should we start this with a question? Do you want to talk about this itchiness or why it is you like coaching people around that that change that maybe they've been resisting, mm-hmm. and then we'll see what comes forward mm-hmm.
1: yeah, well, so many yeah. of us kind of go through life feeling especially those of us who for me for whom meaning is really important, you know mm-hmm. there are some people who uh they kind of can play life like it's like a game of success and success Mm -hmm. means certain things kind of like making money and making, you know, acquiring certain things, which we think is great. You know, not this isn't against making money or anything like that, but there are a lot of people for whom just playing the game on that level doesn't work. And meaning is really important. Right. And so a lot of times people like that, like us who really value meaning kind of can go through life feeling on one hand, like there's something calling to me, there's something more that I want, and then at the same time, there's something holding me back, and I can't quite navigate my way between the two mm-hmm. to really have the life of meaning and purpose that that I most want, that I that I dream about, you know. Um, and that's what gives you that itchy feeling. It's like, ah, this life, it's almost like this life I'm living feels too small or the work I'm doing. It doesn't feel quite right. There's something more. And, and we think that's, that's an urge actually to grow and do something really great,
2: mm-hmm. you know,
1: and that's why we love um, working with people in this way.
2: And even if you love your work, um, since we're always growing and evolving, especially if you care about meaning, there are times when something will just feel a little off or out of alignment. Like, like there's an area of your life or your work that you want to bring even more into alignment with what matters most to you. Like, even more of that meaning and that feeling of total alignment. So that itchy feeling isn't a bad thing. Sometimes we can experience it as, as like you know painful and and like uh you know, but it actually is like a sign that yeah. there's room for an even greater alignment and bringing forth of even more meaning to what you're doing.
1: And, and, and when you do, it can really be a pretty deep inner healing, uh, you know, like just so you're not the only one getting vulnerable, uh, you know, like for me, for example, I, um, grew up like, actually, I think most people do feeling that in some way that they're not good enough. Right. And yeah. so I, um, I was a highly sensitive kid, which when I was a kid was not what people wanted their son to be, you know, and I had a movement disorder that looked weird, you know, and so I had all these messages that were like, you're not who you're supposed to be,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: and so that played out in a lot of different ways in my life, and then when we started doing bop work and really getting into it, I, one thing I discovered was that a lot of the work that's out there around purpose is either like super philosophical. It's just like, you know, or it's too removed or it's somebody just basically giving you like the seven steps to this, you know, and it's kind of their way. Right. 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 Yeah. And then the bop work by going into what really I like fires Mm -hmm. me up. Right. Mm -hmm. That's where I first realized that I was furious that there are people who like me feel like they're not good enough and they don't have a right to be heard and they have to hide parts of themselves in order to be accepted. And they're kind of like damping part of themselves down, you know, and, um, and that's what I wanted to help people with was, was have their voice and be heard and show up yeah. in a, in a big way.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah. So as I'm listening to you share and I'm just sort of leaning into what's present for me right now. I think what I'd like to coach around is my relationship to, to time. So here's where I feel, here's what I notice about myself. I'm, I relate to myself as someone who doesn't have enough time. And I'm using time like as an excuse to play at 80%. So for example, God, oh my God. If I thought of how many times a day I said to my daughter, like something about time, it's time for bed, or we have time for two stories, not three, or, oh, I don't have time. I have a client. Like I'm like running against the clock. And I think that thinking causes me to unconsciously relate to a lot of areas of my life in a transactional way instead of in a purposeful way. Mm -hmm. So when I end coaching calls, whether that's in the six figure coach club or working with you guys privately, I am so lit up and there isn't, I have no concept of time, right? Like we could have talked, been talking for three hours or three minutes. I wouldn't even know because I'm so on purpose and I don't have that experience in a lot of other areas of my life. And I would love to, it's almost like my purpose has been put into a box and I get to go be in my purpose when I'm coaching. And then the rest of the time, I'm just some sort of administrator and that doesn't feel good.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Can you think of some things just to start out with yeah. something specific where you feel like you have that transactional relationship and not enough time and you'd like it to be different? What's most present for you when you think of that?
0: The way I connect with my husband. Mm-hmm. So, so I'll just use today as an example. Today, this morning, I get up with Farina. He 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 needs a little bit here. I'm going to use the word time again, mm-hmm. but he is a night owl, and he's a very creative person, and he needs alone time when the world is sleeping to be his like weird artistic self. And so he stays up after I go to bed. So I let him sleep in a little bit in the mornings, but then like, he's up, coffee, chip chop, let's have breakfast. I got to go. He's like, what time do you start today? Do you start at eight or do you start at nine? And it all just becomes about keeping the trains running on time instead of us truly having an intimate connection. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's easy as parents. So that's what's really most pressing for me right now. I don't feel outside of my work mm-hmm. uh, freedom to breathe it's yeah. like or freedom to, ex- not freedom to express, but freedom to just be. It's mm-hmm. all very transactional. And I see how we have fallen into this rhythm of being, Transactional instead of purposeful together.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm sweating. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm, Wait, can I'm,
0: we just talk about selling or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: let's talk about selling. <laughs> we can relate. We, we can, can relate. we can relate to what you're saying about time and <laughs> y- you know, um, practically everybody that I know in this day and age and that we work with, including ourselves, I think as a fraught relationship with time in some ways. Mm -hmm. So um, what do you feel like would happen if you were different with your husband?
0: My first answer is, well, we wouldn't get everything done. So I don't think that's, so that's the first thing that comes up. Like if we were different, we wouldn't get anything done. The second thing that comes up is I don't feel like I have a choice right now. It almost feels like we're in this 18 year pause, right? Mm. So Our daughter is five. Mm -hmm. We've got like, what's the math there? 13 more to go. And then, (laughs) then we can like have a little bit more time for each other. Oh, that yeah. just is so gross to even say, mm-hmm. but that's what's like, I, if I'm being honest, what comes up if we, is this like, Oh, we don't have the luxury of that right now. Uh-huh. And I think there is some truth air quotes to that. Right. right? And right. I also see how it can, it's be, it has become unconsciously habitual. Mm-hmm. Is, is your relationship
1: with time different now that you're a parent than it used to be? Did you have issues with time before or is this a newer thing?
0: I think I've always had a bit of a time obsession, Mark.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, like I've, I don't anymore because I don't really need to, but I've always wore a watch. I always knew what time it was. I'd often make decisions of living in Los Angeles at the time. Like, oh, I don't know if I want to go do that thing because it's going to take too long to get there. So I, there is definitely – a thread of it's almost fear, fear yeah. around time. Yes. Yeah. I'm
1: feeling that. Yeah. Talk a little bit about that fear. So when you think about time, take a breath. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm regretting this so much. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, we're out of time. So, yeah, okay. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, we don't have to go anywhere you don't want to go. Yeah,
0: yeah. we'll just never air this episode. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. Hi there. I want to take a quick time out from today's episode to encourage you to check out Jenny and Mark's free class that's happening later this week. It's called Your Hidden Purpose, and it's designed to help you find more purpose and meaning in your work and in your everyday life. So you've been hearing the three of us talking about your bop right in the episode, and this class will get you started on your path to uncovering your very own bop, which has been so meaningful to me. I've had a sneak peek at the class, and I have to say it's full of valuable insight that I've never quite heard When people talk about this idea of purpose and meaning, it's very concrete the way that Jenny and Mark present it. So please check out Jenny and Mark's free class right now. You can do that at yourhiddenpurpose.com. And now back to the show.
1: What comes up when you think about this fear? Like if this fear around time were trying to tell you something, what would it be saying to you?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, so there's a worth issue here. Um, so what's coming up as I really get quiet with that is it's like this very cunning form of protection or resistance because I can't control time, mm-hmm. right? And by taking on this... Uh, belief and acting as though I can, I have an excuse to hide behind my own productivity. So, just I don't know if that's clear at all, but it feels so clear to me. I think I've, as a child, and until this, like up until today, yep. my ha- my comfort zone is producing doing things, tidying up, making the lists, like finishing projects. And I think I learned that that is how I receive love and acknowledgement and communicate my value. Yes. So time, it's so it's, the time is sort of the mask, the excuse I get to have about why that gives me permission to just be going all the time. Because if I ask myself what happens if I wasn't going, that's terrifying to me.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I almost feel like I would evaporate if I wasn't doing something all the time.
1: You'd evaporate if you weren't doing something all the time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm not going to go too much into this because I have a feeling, you know, but I would ask you more about what that, what that feeling of evaporating. Well,
0: let's go there. Like, Okay, let's
1: do it. Okay. So when you say you would evaporate, say a little more about that. What does that actually mean to you? So you give yourself time. You're not Mm -hmm. always doing, doing. You lift Mm -hmm. the pressure to have to be productive and Mm -hmm. your your value, your worth. Mm -hmm. And and what happens?
0: It's like invisibility, Uh right? Like I would evaporate. And by that, I mean... There would, like, be no evidence that I ever existed. Mm. Um, like, being ignored. Like, being unlovable, unappreciated. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, on one hand, you have, and I, I hear that, I can, how does it feel mm. to, to say that?
0: It's like super clear, right? As I say uh-huh. that, to you it just feels very like, uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> uh huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, on one hand, you're saying that if you didn't push yourself that way, you'd mm-hmm. be unlovable. Mm-hmm. And then on the other hand, you were saying that you want more time just with your husband, you didn't use these words, but it sounds like to experience love, love. connection and closeness, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like there's this idea in, first of all, that's, that's obviously that's kind of a, a conflict or a contradiction, right? But it also sounds like there's, there's in you there, it feels like you have a choice to make. Like either you can, do something that will create evidence you've been here, do something worthwhile, or you can lighten up and then you wouldn't be able to do that. Is that? True?
0: I don't, there is, that's just total bullshit because there mm-hmm. is so much evidence that I've been here. Like, please. Uh-huh. <laughs> and yeah. it's not even about that. Mm-hmm. It's not like the, that, It's it's deeper than that. It's like less uh-huh. obvious than that because. Like, I, I am leaving a legacy, and it's not the egoic side of that. Right. Um, I think I – it feels too vulnerable mm-hmm. to just be – it's this belief that, like, if I'm just me here doing nothing, it's – I inherently am not worthy And yeah, which is so crazy because that I mentioned this, by the way, has nothing to do with my husband because he's the opposite of this, right? He loves me most when I'm like in my gym jams on the couch watching Netflix with him. Um, Mm. And yet I, it feels scary to me to slow down. And I am but then maybe there's something underneath that too, because I'm using that the, I can't slow down. There's not enough time as the excuse to justify (laughs) the, not having the thing that I want, right? Like that quiet, intimate connect connectivity that I naturally experience with my clients,
2: It's interesting because your bop is everyone deserves for, to ask for what they want and to receive, to receive mm-hmm. help, you know, in the case of your bop. But, but that word receive is there, to receive help, to mm-hmm. receive love. You mm-hmm. know, and we talked earlier about that deep passion, that desire, which is in you to, mm-hmm. to love and receive love, is also tied to that wound, mm-hmm. to that thing that feels... The hardest and the most scary.
0: Yeah. When I hear you say that, Jenny, it rings really true. And what comes forward is this like little girl feel fear. I feel like my younger self fearing that if I, I almost see this image of myself, like standing with open arms and nothing coming my way. Mm -hmm. So if I'm still and open, I'll be disappointed, right? Or rejected in some way. So I can, if I just keep moving, then I don't notice. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Well, what's, what strikes me about that is your bop is about asking for help.
0: Yeah. No, and no, I no, know,
1: <laughs> right. Well, but that means yeah. there was some kind of help you wanted to ask for.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That you didn't feel like you could ask for, or you didn't feel like you got. Yeah. There's a reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I have a feeling that that's tied in to this. It's something that you didn't receive.
0: Mm-hmm. Is that? Yeah. Is that true? Yeah, for sure. When, and we don't have to go too into the details, but just for context, when I was a teenager, I went through a, a pretty traumatic event and for a whole host of reasons that I, who can even explain it, at that time, what I knew for sure was that I couldn't tell anyone about it.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you couldn't ask for help?
0: Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Did that change your kind of feeling about yourself and your parents? Like, what? did you have a safety before that that went away? Or maybe it was there, maybe the feeling you had was there before and it just amped it up.
0: Mm-hmm. If I'm being honest about it, I think it was like a dull, slow running rhythm throughout my life. This mm-hmm. feeling of, of kind of being on my own. Yes. Right. And then this particular experience just like amplified it and clarified it and confirmed
1: Mm -hmm.
0: sneaking suspicion. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Right. And did you make decisions about at the time, which I know you now know are not true, but did you make at the time decisions about yourself based on that experience? Like, did you have judgments about yourself?
0: Oh, tons. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the biggest takeaway from that experience was just really under, and I'm using the word understanding because to me that's like a little bit, like I took it on as something deeper than just knowing it. Like if I Mm -hmm. understand it, it's just like in me, right? Mm -hmm. But like understanding that I was someone who, Didn't have anyone else.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Period. Right. Right. You didn't have anyone else. And so there must have been a part of you that felt like, okay, I have a space here. Like, in, there's like a, a, a space that's not being filled
0: mm-hmm. where I'm not
1: getting the love, the attention, the recognition so i have to fill it with something
0: yeah there's um, the word that's coming up rest we're just i haven't like tapped into this in so long but like there was also this belief that if anybody knew i was going to be like i would be in some serious trouble
1: mm-hmm.
0: right mm-hmm. and i so it was like a twofold right like ah no one can actually help me with this and I need to distract people so no mm-hmm. one finds out because I don't want to get in trouble. So there's like that busyness.
1: That busyness.
0: Keep moving, keep hiding. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, poor Oh, me. did, poor
1: did me. you? Yeah, it's, I yeah. feel that. Yeah. Was there also a part of you that was maybe had some shame and developed a whole imprint, maybe of proving yourself?
0: yeah what's i'm just feeling a lot of anger bubbling up Mm -hmm. so if i think about it it was like yes shame and Mm -hmm. to avoid that feeling of shame i built a wall around myself right like a big f u wall right right where i was i'm not gonna let anybody in
1: right right and how better to keep people out than to be super busy and regimented with your time and yes. achieving things and only yes. have tiny little blocks where you can connect with people, right? Because, 100%. because when your relationship with time changes, then you're you're more vulnerable. You're more yeah. open, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. just having such a clear vision of like the great distractor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Like almost tap dancing and performing in front of you. So you don't see the big mess behind me. (laughs) And I think I've really, what's interesting about that is the side of that behavior that served me in such a powerful Mm -hmm. way.
1: I was just going to say something about that. Yeah. Right. Because what you developed as a result of that is amazing. Like you have this amazing business and you you have developed yourself so much
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you do so much that does touch and help other people. Yeah. And you've achieved amazing things. And you're really living with a lot of integrity and creativity. Mm-hmm. And kind of creating a life for yourself and work for yourself. That's that's, you know, pretty amazing because you develop that skill. So that's the gift of it.
0: Yeah. And yet there's this huge part of me that relates to this, this thing as something I, it's like my, my greatest survival mechanism. And that's where I'm itchy. I, I want to do what I'm doing because I want to not because I'm avoiding something else. Right. Right. Do you have a
1: fear that if you stopped avoiding that, then all of this would fall apart? like you couldn't have both
0: I think there is mark a part of me that feels again it's like that evaporation is coming up again like i almost feel like if i if i really slowed down right and allowed myself to receive help I may not ever come back from it. Like almost like I would lose my edge. Yeah. 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 And also, I just don't have a ton of experience just being. Yeah. And so that just feels super foreign to me. Yeah. Like if there was a way that you could teach me how to do being, uh-huh. I, that would be great.
1: <laughs> how to <do> being. Well. <laughs> If your daughter were to ask you about time,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like what, it, not that a child would ever ask this question, but like what, what should my relationship to time be? Well, That's a good question. It's what would you want to tell her?
0: She and I have a bit of an inside joke because my husband's always late for stuff. Uh-huh. And she's she'll like look at me. So perfect example, Andrew will say, I'm going to go run an errand. I'll be back in half an hour. And Frina will look at me and be like, <laughs> he said half an hour. And we just think it's so funny because we know it's going to be an hour and a half. Uh-huh. Um, but I would much prefer her to relate to time the way that he does. So this, uh, you brought up the kid. Um, I don't want to teach her that time is scarce. And I think I'm doing that right now. Mm -hmm. So my husband carries, this is not a joke, a bottle of time, T H Y M E in his car, Mm -hmm. full bottle of the spice. And he's, he says like, I have plenty of time. I have more time than I know what to do with. What am I going to (laughs) do? He's so cool about time. Um, (laughs) So if your question was, if she asked me, how should I relate to time? I would want to know why she wants to know that. (laughs) Right? Uh Uh-huh. And I think it would just come from a message somewhere related to lack or like the proving of something.
1: And, mm-hmm. and I'm assuming you wouldn't want her to feel like she had to prove something. Is that true? Is no. she,
0: yeah. Right. He's just the greatest. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: So, so the truth is that this living, like you have to prove something isn't actually aligned with your true values. Because I, and I'm not surprised that you said that just now because, you know, Mm -hmm. you coach us and you coach, and we see you coach many other people. And one of the things that's pretty unusual about you as a business coach is you encourage people and you help people to achieve things, but I've never seen you make somebody feel like they have to achieve something Mm -hmm. in order to be worthwhile, in order to feel like they deserve to be treated well. And there are a lot of people out there who teach that, whether they mean to or not.
0: Mm -hmm. Thank you.
1: And so I guess what I'm wondering is how can you be in alignment with this value and get that experience you want with your husband and in other places Mm -hmm. and still... It doesn't. It's not all or nothing, right? It doesn't mean that you have to stop being productive and yeah. throw away your schedule. <laughs> you know? Is there is there a small step you can take?
0: Um, yeah, one intangible step, and then I'd like to really clarify it into something that's more measurable. But the first one is, you know, what I love about being a parent is it's the perfect. Uh, entry point into personal development because one thing I'm so um, the greatest gift that my daughter has given me is to show me every day how capable I am of unconditional love.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It just comes so naturally, there, there's nothing I have to do to access that. It's just so easy for me to love her, no matter what. And so when you asked about like teaching her, like, is that something I would, would proving herself be something I wanted her to ever feel? I just realized like, wow, I am unconsciously modeling for her that at least I, maybe not everyone, but like I, as a woman have to earn love in some way I have to do in order to be seen. And that, so the, the one action is I can commit so whole, so whole, wholeheartedly to ceasing that behavior and unhooking whatever, um, wounds are causing that behavior because that is not the model I want to give her. Mm-hmm. Right. So even if I don't have that inside of myself today, like, yeah, I'm worth it. Like she's totally worth it. Mm-hmm. And that cause is enough to get me started. No question. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And so I think what's coming up is spending time. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: My action item is going to be to spend time. I love it. Is spending time every day communing, if you will, with my five year old self. Yes. Right. Because I can access, I know how to commune with it like that. I can go there so easily and begin to really transfer my easy feelings about her onto myself.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And I think what I'll need to do, just because you know me, I like a good schedule. Yes.
1: <laughs> so what are you going to do then? <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, It makes the most sense for me, and this is my commitment to you and to me and to everybody listening, Mm -hmm. Um, no matter when my first appointment is every day, I'm going to come in 30 minutes early. I have a little bit of a ritual to kind of work into the space before I start my work day. That's about a 15-minute thing, so I'm going to give myself an extra 15 minutes Mm -hmm. to just be with five-year-old me. Yep. Uh, and really shower that unconditioned and see her. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that feels so good.
2: <laughs> That's great. Mm.
0: Well, one thing I just
2: love about that that step that you came to about spending time with your five-year-old self is that sometimes when we try to change habits, if we just approach it like... I'm focused too much on being productive or proving myself and I'm going to change that by, you know, slowing down or whatever that, that part of us is going to rebel against that because mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. not where that's coming from. It's not just an external shift. Right. But by having the step not be something, you know, kind of like super external like that, where you make this big change in your schedule, which can't, won't really stick. Mm-hmm. You're going right to the level of the deepest meaning and yeah. you, you, you're using how you, you want to be there and it's so easy for you to love your daughter and you can transfer that into just being with your five-year-old self and just loving her. There's nothing to fix. You don't have to change the productive part of you. That part's amazing too. There's nothing to fix or change.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Just a being and a shining of love yeah. into a place that needs that love, which yeah. is something that comes naturally for you.
0: Right. And thank you, Jenny. And to experience myself loving that five year old for, do, for doing nothing, exactly. to actually like to, to bring that back and really, um, really experience what that feels like to love myself full stop, right? right. Instead of because of or for this or, yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. And it actually is exactly aligned with your BOP you know, asking for help and receiving it, right? And yeah. so that five-year-old within you yep. wants this help. And so, yep. you know, when you think, just, just what I would say is when you think about time
0: mm-hmm. moving
1: forward, rather than thinking in terms of like, I've got to change my relationship with time or I feel bad or whatever it is about modeling this, you know, for my daughter, whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. Think more in terms of what is it that that you it's maybe it's the five-year-old in you and maybe there are other parts what is it that that you or she needs that you're not getting you know and it and 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 it might be time with yourself i mean it is definitely and and you mentioned time with your husband and there are probably other things and then think about how so how how can you start giving yourself that Mm -hmm. you know um and, and, it, and you can still have these, this conflicted relationship with time. Like, the, you know, we talk about, right. right, stepping into something because it's calling to you, not yeah. necessarily because everything's in order and now's the time and I feel ready and I feel prepared, right? It is, it's about um, this is calling to you. Yeah. So how can you step into it without having to change, you know, yeah. rationally? Your, your relationship with time will change. Yeah. As you start stepping into those things that you want.
0: Totally. I mm-hmm. get that. What I yep. just put down as you were speaking was like when I hear myself saying I need more time or if only I had more time, asking myself like what's underneath time? If it wasn't time, what is it that I really need?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Because time is just – there's a guarantee that I won't get more time because there are 24 hours in the day no matter how you slice it.
1: <laughs> right. So. Oh, my
0: goodness. I did not know that this was where we were going to go today. (laughs) Amazing. Wow. Okay. So my takeaways from this, and thank you for just holding space, are I've made a very firm commitment to take all of the skills that I naturally have as an unconditionally loving mom and apply them to myself and create – intimacy which is that thing I said I was craving create an intimate connection with my younger self as a way to begin to heal and heal those wounds of the experience of not getting what I needed when I was younger and also reframe right my relationship to my own value yeah and I get to just kind of see how that bleeds in to other choices that I make Because I'm excited to kind of make fewer choices, to be honest. Right. Right. Yeah. Great. Yay. 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 Great. (laughs) Yay. Wow. Wow. Thank you. That was really, uh, really helpful. I didn't know where we were going. So that was really, really helpful. (laughs) Good. 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 So just for everyone learning, um, if this inspired you in any way, I just want to invite you to think about how the conversation you just witnessed applies to your own life. Is there any, Mark or Jenny, any parting thoughts you would give to our listeners to help them apply what we just went through to their own experience?
1: Well, I'm sure that a lot of people are relating to the relationship with time. They may have their own spin on it, right? And um, usually underneath that feeling of there's not enough time is also, there's not enough love you know, right. Yeah. And it always comes back. It's cliche, but to our relationship with, with ourself, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, and that's kind of what, what we're all about is developing that relationship with yourself and finding that deepest uh, wound and deepest gift within you. Right. Mm -hmm. And so for everybody listening, ask yourself if you're relating to this issue of time, just like you did, what is it that you really want? Right. You know, what is underneath that? Uh, we, we've, we've talked about before, one thing that Jenny and I um, talk about sometimes is people getting hooked into living a potentially eventually life like we all have these things that feel like they're kind of calling to us, whether it's something you want to do or how you want to spend your time, or you know all these things, and we have all these reasons we think we can't have them. Time is one of them. Money's another popular one. It could be something about ourselves, our age, yeah. our, where whatever. But there's always, um, and we get so hooked into that potentially, eventually. But underneath it, you know, there's something really core mm-hmm. calling to you that you want. Mm -hmm. Um, And like you did where we did uh, kind of explored like, well, where is this coming from? What is it that you want and what is it that's making you think you can't have it?
0: Yeah, that's beautiful. Thank you. Well, thank you both for joining me today. This was a really fun ride and I'm glad I got to take it with you.
1: Uh, Thank you. It's an honor.
0: Yeah. And thank you everyone for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. Bye for now. Thanks again for tuning in to the Six Figure Coach Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate and review the show. That's the best way you can show your support. I'd also love to connect on Instagram. So go ahead and take a screenshot of this episode or maybe a photo of yourself listening along to the podcast. Post it to your Instagram stories. Be sure to mention me. I'm at Dallas Travers and I'll send some Instagram love right back at you. We'll be back next week with another great episode. Until then... Keep going on your six-figure journey.